I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. You know what's kind of neat is when you're reading your Bible and you're praying and you're going through life and day after day and week after week, God just keeps bringing up kind of the same point. And so like my pastor always says, you can tell God's volume button by how he repeats things over and over uh, to you. And so today I wanted to go through parts of Luke 22. So this passage talks about the Passover. Jesus talks about taking his body and blood in remembrance of him. And as he's talking to them, he turns his attention to Peter and specifically says in verses 31 and 32, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, which is Peter, Behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. When I read these verses, God rang a bell. Ding, 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 y'all. I don't know how many times I have read those verses before, but this time it was like a red flag waving. Jesus was telling Peter straight up that there was a spiritual battle going on, and Satan himself was after Peter, as well as Jesus, obviously. Satan had a purpose, and that was to sift him like wheat, to come after him, and to try to destroy him and his faith. Then in the next verse, Jesus told him that he prayed for Peter. Jesus himself prayed for Peter and was telling him that. I thought that was just so cool and special. So Jesus told Peter in verse 32 that he prayed that his faith stayed strong through the trial to come and that he would strengthen and encourage his brothers when he came out of the other side of it. If you keep reading, you will see Peter a bit overly confident about his faith and perseverance in any possible trials. Peter told Jesus in verse 33 that he was ready to go with Jesus in prison and into death. Jesus told him in the next verse that Peter would deny him three times before the rooster crowed. Have you ever been like that, feeling so confident and perhaps a little smug about how close you felt like you were to Jesus and how you would and could do anything for Jesus and wouldn't struggle or be tempted with anything that would derail you in your relationship with God? I have, unfortunately. Later in verse 39, you will see where Jesus went to the Mount of Olives and the disciples went with him. And then in verse 40, he says, And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And Jesus goes further from them and prays to his father by himself. And that's the conversation leading up to the crucifixion. Jesus asked the father to take the cup from him, but he wanted his will over his own. And then in verse 43, it says, And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. I know this seems to be all over the place, y'all, but stay with me. And now verses 45 through 46 says, And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow and said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter in temptation. Jesus just warned Peter that the enemy was directly after him, him as in Peter. And yeah, sure, they had a long day, but there Peter was sleeping after Jesus told them to pray so they wouldn't enter temptation. He told Peter exactly what was going to happen in the future, that he was going to deny Jesus. And I wonder if Peter spent that time praying like Jesus told him, if Peter would have had that victory in that trial because he called in the Father for strength and not denied Jesus at all. 
we saw in verse 43 where the angel appeared from heaven strengthening Jesus after he prayed and obviously Jesus was going through a hard time I would say a huge trial but he went to the father and God gave him the strength he needed this reminds me of the account in Matthew 4 when Satan was tempting Jesus and Jesus spoke scripture every time in response and then in verse 11 it says then the devil leaveth him and behold angels came and ministered unto him James 4, part of 6 and verse 7 says, Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Jesus saw what was happening, what was coming, and warned Peter. He told him to pray so that he would not be tempted. He tells us these things too, but are we paying attention or are we sleeping? There is a process to get the wheat sifted from the chaff. The chaff is the useless stuff and the wheat is the crop and what is worth any use. And it's interesting if you look up the word sift, this is what it says. An act of sifting something, especially so as to isolate that which is most important or useful. God does this when he's trying to refine us and get rid of the unimportant, useless, harmful, and destructive things in our lives. He does it to make us more holy. When Satan does it, he's doing opposite because he is God's enemy and he's our enemy. He wants to isolate us and he wants to diminish and demolish our faith and relationship with God. He's trying to get rid of the useful and important stuff for God's kingdom and our relationship with God. Satan wanted to isolate Peter because Peter was important and useful to the kingdom of God. And Satan wanted to wear down and destroy Peter's faith and his relationship with the Lord. He's doing no different with you or me. I feel like the way my brain is today is jumping all over the place and it's a bit disconnected, but the point I'm trying to make here is that the passage should be a wake-up call to us. We should be aware and on our guard of the spiritual battle. Be thankful that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and that we have Jesus living inside of us. And we should remember that prayer is powerful because it is the all-powerful God who we are going before, and it is He that strengthens us and gives us victory over the trials in our life that he allows in a point so that he may be glorified and that we may be made more holy. I don't know what you're going through today, but remember, fruit doesn't grow in the mountaintop. It's in the valley where that happens. And if you want fruit to grow, you can't be sleeping. You have to be obedient to God. Don't give Satan a foothold and stay close to God in your reading of his word and praying to him daily. Do you remember the story of Joseph in Genesis where his brothers plotted to kill him but decided to sell him into slavery? That was a bum rap either way, but in Genesis chapter 50, the first part of verse 20 says, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. And then if you read Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Even though Peter failed that trial, when Peter repented, we saw God use him greatly and love him the same. But how much more greatly would have God used Peter and more glorified would God have been if Peter stayed close to God in prayer and on his guard and had victory in that battle? I wonder. Let God give you the victory in your trials and don't waste a single opportunity to glorify him with your life, even and especially when Satan is directly after you. Prayer is that important. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please feel free to message me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com and I'll talk to y'all next Monday.